0: On today's episode, the 2023 NHL trade deadline has now passed, and I'll be going over every move made by the Blackhawks and General Manager Kyle Davidson. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Blackhawks Podcast. Today is Friday, March third. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman two, or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates real quick, if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please make sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well, which as I'll talk about a little later in the episode, that's going to be necessary if you want to win two free tickets to the Blackhawks stars game later on this month on the 28th. So make sure to go and do that. And if you're not already make sure to go and subscribe to the channel on youtube you have to do that as well to be eligible for those two free tickets and with every episode having a video uploaded to youtube as well it only makes sense so please help me out go and show some support by subscribing to Lockdown Blackhawks. While you're there, smash the like button down below on today's video and comment as to how you feel about all of the Blackhawks moves made ahead of today's trade deadline. And last but certainly not least, go and ring the bell, turn on those push notifications, and that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, what's up, everyone? Thank you all again for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your day. As I said in the intro, the 2023 NHL trade deadline has now passed. I'm recording this shortly after the 2 p.m. Central Time deadline. Kind of an interesting final deadline day here, at least a little bit differently in my mind than it's gone the past couple of years with most of the major dominoes having fallen in the couple of days prior to the deadline made today. Well, it was still interesting, not much so for the Chicago Blackhawks, but uh, there were only a couple of major moves made by fellow NHL clubs uh, around the league prior to today's deadline. But with the deadline now having wrapped up, I'm going to be recapping each and every move that we've seen the Blackhawks make here in the past week week and a half or so. Of course, I've already talked about most of them. If you want more of an in-depth dive on the Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty trade or Patrick Kane getting shipped to the New York Rangers, make sure to go and check out yesterday's episode. And while you're there, make sure to smash the like button on that video too and comment as to what you think about Patrick Kane getting traded to the New York Rangers. But all in all, for the Blackhawks, I thought it was a pretty successful trade deadline. Went, you know, When I talked about some of the guys we expected to be moved and what the Blackhawks were anticipating on getting in return, or at least what they were hoping to be netting in return for those players. All in all, the returns I thought were pretty good. Were there a couple of things in a deal or two made by the Blackhawks that it would have done differently? Sure. But all in all, I thought the returns were pretty solid. And I also thought Kyle Davidson did a really good job of weaponizing his cap space and also making some moves for the Rockford Icehogs ahead of their push for the Calder Cup playoffs, which is what I'll be touching on to wrap up today's episode. But quickly going through some of the moves that I have already discussed on yesterday's episode, just to talk about them once again. The first move we saw the Blackhawks make ahead of the trade deadline was acquiring defenseman Nikita Zaitsev from the Ottawa Senators, taking on his $4 million AAV for the remainder of this season and through next year. And by doing so, by Kyle Davidson weaponizing his app space, he gets a 2020. Excuse me, I got a hiccup there. 2023 second round pick and a 2026 fourth round pick from the Senators. Another no brainer win here for the Blackhawks. I talked about it on yesterday's episode. I wasn't really thrilled with having another defenseman tied up financially for this team through the end of next season with uh, a lot of young blue liners expected to be coming up in the system the next couple of years. But at the end of the day, the Blackhawks do got to be wary of the salary cap floor. Pretty crazy how, how. much things have changed in the couple in a couple of years, the Blackhawks, for seemingly forever were right there uh, against the salary cap and had no wiggle room whatsoever. Now it's the completely other end of the spectrum. They're going to have some of the most salary cap in the entire NHL going into next year. So having that $4.5 million AAV for Saitsev will help them accomplish that goal of reaching the salary cap floor. And I thought Davidson's done an excellent job of weaponizing his cap space so far. We saw it back at the 2022 NHL draft, taking on Peter Mrazek's contract to get back in the first round and take Sam Renzel. Uh, We also saw with the Jason Dickinson and Riley Stillman trade earlier on in the season. Another good one here, in my opinion, uh, getting a free second and fourth round pick for taking on Nikita Zaitsev's deal. So for that, that to me, and I think for all Blackhawks fans was an easy no brainer win for the Blackhawks. Zaitsev, by the way, has finally figured out his immigration issues. He joined the Blackhawks for practice here today and will likely make his debut uh, for the Blackhawks tomorrow night when they take on the Nashville Predators. The next move we saw the Blackhawks make was trading veteran defenseman Jack Johnson to the Colorado Avalanche, where he won the Stanley Cup last season. And in return, the Blackhawks take on Andreas England, who's looked pretty good so far. I've thought in his. Uh, first couple of games here with Chicago. Again, uh, by getting, you know, I mentioned Zaitsev, he's signed through the end of next year. England is going to be a restricted free agent at the end of this year. I don't know if I particularly liked adding another defenseman when it's been an issue getting Ian Mitchell in the lineup regularly, but To me, it's just becoming more apparent the Blackhawks really don't have much future plans for Ian Mitchell. So while that was kind of an issue to me, I'm sure for the Blackhawks, they think a little bit differently about Ian Mitchell than I do. Uh, So taking on another defenseman through the remainder of this season probably wasn't a big concern of theirs. In fact, it probably is what they preferred and allows Isaac Phillips to remain down in the AHL with the Rockford Icehawks for the AHL postseason. And getting Johnson off of this team... There was nothing left for him to be doing here in the second half of the season, right? I know he was a great locker room guy, a great teammate, but taking up a spot each and every game, you'd rather have Andreas England who, look, I don't think he has a future here in Chicago, but as I just talked about, he has played well. Maybe he impresses and wins the front office over and uh, maybe the Blackhawks do bring him back since he is a restricted free agent. So we'll see how that ends up going, Um, but did make sense to shed Jack Johnson and Uh, open up a spot for another guy, even if it is England who just came in. It only made sense for the Blackhawks to do so. And they're doing right by Jack Johnson by giving him another chance to win a Stanley Cup. I'm sure if there was one team uh, across the entire NHL that he'd want to go to, it would be the Colorado Avalanche. Very familiar there. Obviously, a tight-knit group last season that won the Stanley Cup. I'm sure Jack Johnson is very thrilled to be back in Colorado and have another crack at winning the Stanley Cup. The next move that the Blackhawks made was really the first big domino to fall for them earlier on this week, and that was sending forward Sam Lafferty, defenseman Jake McCabe, and two conditional fifth-round picks to the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for a conditional 2025 first-round pick, a 2026 second-round pick, forward Joey Anderson and Pavel Gogolev. For the Blackhawks here, I know there are people out there saying, Why didn't they get a first round pick in the 2023 NHL draft? Why are some of these draft picks, you know, two, three years down the road? I think there's a couple of different answers to that. One, I think teams were very hesitant to be giving away 2023 first round picks, knowing this is supposed to be one of the deepest first rounds the NHL draft has ever seen. I think some teams were hesitant about doing that. And on the flip side, the Blackhawks, I, I think it is smart by adding some more draft capital later on down the road. They already have, uh, they could have four second round picks here in the 2023 NHL draft. Now this gives them at least two firsts in each of the next three years. I still think it was a very good deal. And the way I kind of broke it down, I've talked about this already. You get a first for Jake McCabe. You capitalize on him having a massive bounce back year with the Blackhawks. I think he was the MVP for this team when he was here in Chicago. You get a first for him, even if it isn't in 2023. A first round pick is still very ideal for Jake McCabe. If you told me even two weeks ago that the Blackhawks would get a first for McCabe, let alone at the beginning of the season, I would have been ecstatic about it. So I think that's a good return for McCabe. And then for Sam Lafferty, look, this is, and I love Sam Lafferty, probably my favorite player on the Blackhawks the last year and a half. But at the end of the day, he's still a a bottom six guy on a really good NHL team. He was just able to kind of capitalize on some of his scoring chances here in the last month or two particularly while shorthanded does some really great work on the penalty kill one of the faster skaters in the entire NHL I think the Blackhawks did a really good job of optimizing the return for Sam Lafferty given that you know he is still a bottom six player and you get a second round pick for that because of his team-friendly contract If you told me again a week or two ago that the Blackhawks would get a second round pick for Sam Lafferty. I would have been really stoked about it. And they also get Joey Anderson, who we've seen play a couple of games with the Blackhawks already, Uh, could be a piece for the Rockford Icehawks during their Calder Cup playoff run as well. And then Pavel Gogolev was just kind of a toss in, someone who's put up really good numbers in the coast in his career, 23 years old, only has 45 games of AHL action under his belt so far. Not sure either of the two players that the Blackhawks got in this deal are going to be future pieces whatsoever for this franchise. But again, getting a first, getting a second for McCabe and Lafferty, well, yes, it would have been more ideal to get a first-round pick in 2023. I still think, no doubt about it, this is a win for Kyle Davidson and the Blackhawks. So I like that move as well. Then the big domino, Patrick Kane getting traded to the New York Rangers. The Blackhawks retained 50% of his salary. They also sent Cooper Zek to the New York Rangers as part of this deal. They acquired him in a one-for-one swap for Evan Barrett earlier on in the season. Uh, The Rangers obviously... Um, also had to have the Arizona Coyotes come in and take on another 25% of Patrick Kane's AAV to get him down to 25% for doing so. The Arizona Coyotes get a conditional 2025 third round pick. The Blackhawks end up nabbing a conditional 2023 second round pick that could turn into a first round pick in 2024 or 2025 if the Rangers are able to reach the Eastern Conference Final this year, along with a 2025 fourth round pick, Vili Sarayarvi and Andy Walensky. I know folks are obviously upset that the Blackhawks didn't get a lofty return for Uh, a player with the legacy of Patrick Kane, who's accomplished everything there basically is to accomplish in the game of hockey, a franchise icon, in my opinion, the greatest Blackhawk of all time to get only, you know, a conditional second round pick that might become a first, although the Rangers are going to have to, you know, win a couple of playoff series in a very tough Eastern conference. This was still all that Kyle Davidson was going to be able to get. In fact, this was better than I think a lot of, uh, people covering the NHL trade deadline thought that the Blackhawks were going to get for Patrick Kane. There's still a chance that they can get into the first round with one of these picks, getting a fourth in return. Sorry, RV and Walensky aren't future pieces for this franchise. It's really just the draft picks that the Blackhawks got in return, but this still is best case scenario for the Blackhawks in a return for Patrick Kane. Kyle Davidson had literally zero leverage with Patrick Kane, only giving him the New York Rangers to work with. Everyone and their mother knew it was Rangers or bust for Patrick Kane. And the smart decision, the only decision really that Kyle Davidson had was to take whatever the Rangers were going to give them. Obviously with uh, the Rangers having all the leverage, general manager Chris Drury was not going to give up his prime assets So this was the best the Blackhawks could do. Don't forget that, Blackhawks fans. I know it's frustrating to sell Patrick Kane for pennies on the dollar, but general manager Kyle Davidson really could not have done any better. If you want to be mad at someone, be mad at Stan Bowman for how he handled this franchise the last couple of seasons in his Time as general manager here because it was his mismanagement that really led the Blackhawks and general manager Kyle Davidson to this decision. When Kyle took over, I don't think he had any choice but to go in a full blown rebuild. Does it suck to trade away Alex Debrinket, Patrick Kane, Dylan Strome's gone, Kirby Dock's gone, Brandon Hagel's gone, Max Domi's gone? Does it suck to trade those players? Absolutely. But Those players were not getting the Blackhawks over the hump. They weren't going to ever be good enough with this type of roster. And being in the middle ground is literally the worst place to be in the NHL. You're not bad enough to get a good first-round pick. You're not good enough to actually contend for the Stanley Cup. The Blackhawks were stuck in that limbo situation for far too long. So don't be mad at Kyle Davidson for going this route. It really wasn't his fault. This is what Patrick Kane wanted to do. Kyle Davidson and the Blackhawks did right by aiding in what 88 wanted and where he wanted to go. And it doesn't seem like it, but this was uh, the best that Kyle Davidson was going to get in return for Patrick Kane. All right. There are the first couple of deals that the Blackhawks made ahead of the deadline coming up in just a moment. I'll talk about Mags Domi getting traded to the Dallas Stars and the Rockford Ice Hogs and their outlook as they gear up for a run at the Calder Cup playoffs. But first, I got to talk to you all about FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, which is America's number one sportsbook. Because if you're a new customer, you'll get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's Bonus bets back if your bet doesn't win. All you got to do is go and download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And there's a bet for everything. You can find any bet you want on FanDuel from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, you can also combine your bets for a chance at a greater payout with the same game parlay feature all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss out on your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. Once again, that's fanduel.com slash locked to learn more about the no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner the NBA. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Real quick, just wanted to say thank you again to everyone for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. And a reminder for your second listen to go and check out the Lockdown NHL Prospects podcast, which is a very relevant podcast for us Blackhawks fans, as it's covering the next wave of hockey superstars leading up to the 2023 NHL draft. Plus, you can also get top prospect comparisons and NHL draft rankings for every single team. So make sure to go and check out Locked NHL Prospects, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Also, I do quickly want to let you all know, for those that still may be unaware at this point, your boy over here is giving away two free Blackhawks tickets to the game on the 28th at the United Center against the Dallas Stars. All you have to do in order to qualify First, you have to go and leave me a review on either Apple Podcasts or on YouTube. And second, you're going to want to make sure to drop the name of your YouTube channel in that review because you also have to be subscribed to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. And I'll be checking your YouTube channel name. When you drop it in that review, you have to do both in order to have a chance for those two free tickets. So go and leave me a review on either Apple podcast or on Spotify and make sure that you're subscribed to lockdown Blackhawks for a chance to win two free tickets to the Blackhawks game on the 28th against the Dallas stars. And speaking of the Dallas stars, the biggest trade, the biggest final trade that the Chicago Blackhawks made ahead of the trade deadline came last night ahead of the matchup against the Dallas stars. Interestingly enough, a lot of stars talk going on right there. The Blackhawks made another trade, sending forward Max Domi to the Dallas Stars, along with AHL goaltender Dylan Wells, who we saw a little bit earlier on in the season when the Blackhawks were having some goaltender issues. They sent both of them to Dallas in exchange for a 2025 second round pick and goaltender Anton Kudobin. Kudobin has a $2.2 million cap hit through the remainder of the season and has already been reassigned to Rockford. All in all, this deal, I will say, was a little bit interesting to me because I feel like Domi himself could have netted a second round pick in return. And for the Blackhawks to do Dallas a favor by taking Anton Kudobin's $2.2 million off of their books, I felt like maybe the return could have been a little bit more here. But again, this is kind of a situation where I said, if the Blackhawks In the past week or so, and even going back to the beginning of the season when the Blackhawks first acquired Max Domi, when they first reached a deal with him in free agency, I said if they can flip him at the deadline for a second round pick, I'd be really happy. And that's exactly what happened. So I feel like I'm being a little bit greedy here, nitpicking some of these details. And that's kind of why all in all, as the dust settles and we resonate these trades more and more. I think we are going to be really happy with what Kyle Davidson was able to do. And I know a lot of people, again, were upset that, Oh, well, why didn't the Blackhawks get a second round pick in the 2023 NHL draft? Wouldn't that be optimal? Isn't that the draft they want the most high round picks in? Well, yes, but also Dallas has already traded their first and third round picks in the 2023 NHL draft, so I'm sure they weren't exactly trying to get rid of their second round pick either, and as I mentioned, the Blackhawks could have four second round picks in uh, the 2023 NHL draft. That's if the Rangers don't reach the conference final, but they already have a plethora of second round picks in 2023. It's clear that Kyle Davidson wanted to space this out a little bit, and I think that's the right idea. Who knows where the Blackhawks are going to be in 2026. Hopefully they'll be a little bit closer to opening up that competitive window once again. And then maybe you can use one of those second round picks to acquire a player at the deadline instead of being sellers. Maybe we'll be buyers at that point. I don't know. Regardless though, I definitely think it's smart for Davidson to get an asset of this caliber for a player in Max Domi, who was obviously uh, a rental. I do think worth noting that there there is a chance that the Blackhawks bring back Max Domi in the offseason. I think everyone, all parties involved, would be really happy about that. The Blackhawks, their fans, and even Max Domi, he reportedly really enjoyed his time here in Chicago he was all smiles even if you just like kind of followed him on Instagram and on social media it it really seemed like he enjoyed his time here in Chicago even though the team around him had kind of been an absolute dumpster fire and with the Blackhawks having so much cap space this offseason and they're going to need to get to the salary cap floor I would not rule out whatsoever that Kyle Davidson gives Max Domi a pretty lofty contract offer in the offseason to bring him back they're going to need some veterans here throughout the rebuild I know this is a time where you emphasize on the young players, but you're still going to need some veterans in the locker room to be leading them through these years as well. And Max Domi seems like he'd be kind of the perfect guy to, uh, to kind of lead the charge, if you will. So at the end of the day, I do think this was a very smart move made by Kyle Davidson. Max Domi is obviously having a phenomenal season. He was the Blackhawks' leading point scorer before getting traded 49 points in 60 games, I believe, for Domi this season. He was also most improved at the face-off dot, one of the best in the entire NHL in that department. And the way he plays the game, I- I've always thought it was just perfect for playoff hockey. That's why I thought he was going to be so enticing for another NHL club to take on because he's a guy you can go and play down on your third line and he's tough to play against. He can provide some sandpaper, a little bit of physics, not, you know, tremendous physicality, but he's rugged and tough to play against. It's not fun to play against Max Domi, and he can also provide you with a little bit of offense down in your bottom six as well. You can put him at center. You can put him at wing. The Swiss army knife type of player that Max Domi is, I've always thought, is what would make him a perfect addition for a team looking to add to their forward group at the deadline. I think the Blackhawks recognize the same, so a second round pick for Domi. Well, I do think they Possibly could have gotten more for taking on Kudobin's contract. This was a smart move by Kyle Davidson and the Blackhawks. And by the way, Blackhawks fans, after getting this second round pick from Dallas in exchange for Max Domi, not only do the Blackhawks have two first round picks in each of the next three years, they also have 14 picks total in the first and second rounds of the next three NHL drafts. Does it suck to trade away Max Domi, Jake McCabe, Sam Lafferty, uh, Patrick Kane, Brandon Hagel going back to last year, Alex Dabrinkit, Kirby Dock. Does it suck to trade away those players? Absolutely. But look at what the Blackhawks have been able to add, not only in terms of draft capital, but what they are also able to do in the first NHL draft under Kyle Davidson's lead. It's looking like he's going about this the right way. I, I really do feel confident when I say the Blackhawks are on to something here. This is how you go about rebuilding, adding an insane amount of of draft picks. Sure. Not all of them are going to work out, but you give yourself an abundance where even if 50% of them turn out, you're going to be looking pretty good down the road. And the Blackhawks certainly have needed to add to their prospect pool after it was so bleak for seemingly 10 years. I'm really excited about what Kyle Davidson has done so far. And I don't have any complaints about the moves that he's made uh, that he made ahead of the deadline. It's now obviously already passed. So That's how you go about rebuilding Blackhawks fans. Are we in the midst of the dark days? Yes. Is this team going to be an absolute dumpster fire to watch down the stretch? Yes, but it hopefully will be worth it in three, four years down the road, looking back at all the draft assets and the draft picks that the Blackhawks were able to take on because they shed some good players and also were able to weaponize their cap space. The last move that the Blackhawks made ahead of the deadline, I guess this could kind of be looked at as an AHL deal as well, which is what i 'm going to touch on here in just a moment before I wrap up the show uh The lone move that the Blackhawks made on deadline day, as I mentioned already, kind of a weird uh trade deadline day, given that most of the bigger pieces had already been traded in the past you know four, five, six days, felt like things just kind of got kick started a little bit earlier this year for whatever reason but the loan trade that the Blackhawks made today was with the Los Angeles Kings. Sadly, getting rid of our boy Future Considerations, who was such a good player for the Blackhawks. I mean, I loved watching Future Considerations suit up. He was always given the intensity and the energy every night. Pour one out for our friend Future Considerations. All jokes aside, obviously, uh, not a significant deal for the Blackhawks, giving getting uh, Austin Wagner from the Los Angeles Kings someone who um hasn't found a ton of success so far in his career at the NHL level he's 25 years old was a fourth round pick of the Kings back in 2015 40 points so far in 171 career NHL games carries a 1.13 million dollar cap hit through the remainder of the season and also will be a restricted free agent this summer. We'll see if Watson, or Watson, this is this is how I messed this up. I accidentally tweeted Austin Watson out earlier when I was recording the show. Uh, Austin Wagner, excuse me. It's going to be interesting to see if the Blackhawks want to keep him up at the NHL level or if he's someone they want to put back down in Rockford for the playoff run. Either way, given up future considerations, you might as well take a shot on a player like Wagner, and it feels like kind of what the Blackhawks have also been doing um with some of the other you know lesser known pieces that they've added throughout the deadline guys who maybe could get a shot up in the NHL but if not this is where I kind of wanted to wrap things up for the show today I also thought Kyle Davidson was pretty clearly emphasizing trying to make Rockford better ahead of their Calder Cup playoff run as well some of the moves we've seen the Blackhawks make in uh The last week or so, we saw Josiah Slavin get traded to the Anaheim Ducks. Kind of felt like a change of scenery move there for Slavin, who had been a staple for the Ice Hogs the last couple of seasons, but kind of fell out of favor, I think, with the organization. And look, if he wasn't getting any opportunities in the first half of the season in the NHL, I don't know if there was going to be any future for him here in Chicago. So I do think it makes sense to take on a player like Hunter Drew. Uh, from Anaheim just kind of a change of scenery swap there I already mentioned um, the Blackhawks taking on Joey Anderson as part of the Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty trade by the way Joey Anderson and Lucas Reichel were reassigned to the Rockford Icehawks here today but that was only done as a paper transaction because you have to be on an AHL roster by the trade deadline today in order to play in the Calder Cup playoffs so just an easy paper transaction made there by the Blackhawks but again that's clearly showing that Kyle Davidson wants Rockford to be as good as possible and have a great opportunity to find success in the Calder Cup playoffs Joey Anderson's a guy who could be a fringe NHLer but will certainly help the AHL group throughout the postseason Lucas Reichel obviously they want him playing postseason hockey and then the Blackhawks also reassigned Isaac Phillips David Gust, and Brett Cini to Rockford today as well. So all of those players, obviously the Blackhawks would like playing uh, some sort of postseason hockey, even if it isn't at the NHL level. There's something to be said about playing meaningful hockey, even if it is in the A. There's something to be said about gaining that experience, figuring out what it takes to be successful at the most important time of the season. I also think it was uh, it's a great team bonding idea as well. This is a Rockford Icehawks group, that's probably pretty close and pretty tight knit at this point, considering how a lot of those guys spent their first year in Rockford together. A lot of them are still down here once again. So, all in all, just smart decisions made by the Blackhawks. Interesting to note though that Cole Gutman was not placed, uh was not sent down to Rockford today, meaning he won't be eligible to play for the Icehawks in the Calder Cup playoffs. Maybe that's just indicative of how well. Gutman has played since coming up to the NHL level, and maybe the Blackhawks feel like he surpassed the AHL at this point in time. There's no denying that Cole Gutman has been very impressive in a top six role since uh, getting called up by the Blackhawks. And it's been really cool to see because going back to training camp in the fall, Gutman was probably the biggest standout forward other than Lucas Reichel among the non- NHL roster players. I think everyone who watched Gutman at training camp thought this kid has a really bright future and it's been really cool to see him uh, just absolutely starting off on a heater to his NHL career. Looks like the Blackhawks don't really have any concerns about him uh, missing out on postseason hockey down in the AHL this year. But yeah, we, we saw the Blackhawks take on Andy Walensky, another Defenseman who's not an NHL or kind of a career AHL or at this point, as part of the Patrick Kane trade. Maybe he goes and helps out the Rockford Ice The Blackhawks also got Anders Bjork. I forgot to mention this earlier from the Buffalo Sabres in exchange for our good boy, Future Considerations. Uh, it feels again like Bjork's in that same conversation with Joey Anderson. Hasn't really found success at the NHL level in his career, has spent time at the AHL and is only going to make that roster deeper. We'll see if. Uh, Bjork winds up getting an opportunity in the NHL. I think he is expected to report to Chicago, but also wouldn't be surprised if he gets sent down to Rockford before the end of the season. Uh, One other little swap, I guess, taking on or getting a player like Anders Bjork, getting Joey Anderson, getting some other AHLers. Um, Not only did the Blackhawks move out Josiah Slavin, but they also traded Dylan Secura to the Anaheim Ducks as well in exchange for Maxim Golod just another AHL type of move, but I did want to bring up that it's clear Kyle Davidson is focusing on what's going on down in Rockford right now. And it's, you know, these moves don't seem major and they're really not most of them, but at the end of the day, it's great to have this general manager so focused and so caring about the development process down in Rockford, because for far too long, that part of the Blackhawks organization was ignored. I mean, who did the Blackhawks develop from 2010 to 2018? It was kind of like Alex to break it and he didn't even play games in the AHL. So it, it was kind of like no one really in the Blackhawks organization had worked their way up from the AHL uh, to becoming successful and productive players at the NHL level. Kyle Davidson has come in and it's been the exact opposite mentality so far with the Hawks AHL affiliate, which has been great to hear because it is very important what's going on down there, especially for a team in the midst of the rebuild. You know, when you're focused on winning the Stanley Cup each and every year, you don't really give a shit how your— pardon my language, you don't really care how your minor league team is doing, but in the midst of a rebuild, it's very crucial how your farm system is performing. So I like to see that Kyle Davidson not only optimized returns for his NHL players here at the 2023 NHL trade deadline, but he also focused on what was going on down in Rockford and made some moves to help out that team as well, which I think in the long run is going to be very good for the Blackhawks and their future. All right, I think that is going to wrap up Friday, March 3rd episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show. And If you haven't done so already, make sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free wherever you get your podcast, and go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Once again, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you can also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until the next episode, it's gonna do it here for the Lockdown Blackhawks Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.